So our principle uh, for today is courage. Um, This is a great principle of faith for us to claim in our own lives. Um, Courage is, uh, when we study literature, is oftentimes described as a lion or embodied in a lion. I owe this uh, part of my sermon to Pastor Michelle. She reminded me of the story, The Wizard of Oz, and um, the cowardly lion, when the lion first appears in the story. Uh, he's so afraid and he's anxious. And, and if you've seen the movies uh, where Wizard of Oz, uh, is, that story is told, uh, the actors usually do a great job of just being timid and scared and frightful. But then as the Wizard of Oz continues, as that story continues, the lion gains his courage. Uh, And it's through relationships and through uh, those main characters developing their friendships and going through challenges together that the lion has courage. In our scripture that uh, Becky read for us this morning in verse seven, it says, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of love a a, a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. So I invite you, go ahead and turn to your pew Bibles, 1086, or if you've got your own personal device that has a Bible app on it, we are studying 2 Timothy beginning with uh, chapter one, verses three through 10. I'll also have the uh, scripture passages on the slides before you. So just a little history about this letter, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy is written with 1 Timothy, that's kind of obvious, and then Titus that follows 2 Timothy. So these three letters were written by the same author and we believe that this author was a student of the Apostle Paul uh, and studied closely with Paul, but that this letter was written after the Apostle Paul had died. And so think about early Christianity. You know, we had the first disciples who knew Jesus and then, you know, they passed away and and leadership passed to the next generation. We believe that uh, first first and second Timothy and Titus were written kind of in the second, maybe even third generation of Christians. And these letters are written to uh, the early church as it, emerges into a more formal community and as it interfaces uh, with officials and powers and principalities in the Roman Empire. So just, you know, remember your history of the Roman Empire, gladiators, persecutions, military might, uh, and then you have Christianity emerging, a community that cares about the marginalized, the poor, the oppressed, women and children. And so 2 Timothy is written to this community that is afraid, that is struggling with being cowardly in this culture that it finds itself in. And so the theme of this letter is courage. It is fundamentally courage. Now think of your own life. When have you needed courage? Usually courage is, uh, we think about it when we start something new, like a new job or a new school, some kind of a new activity or opportunity. 
something that we've never done before, but we're kind of looking forward to it. And so we kind of have this courage that we find to face it. Or maybe we have courage that we, we don't really want to have, but we have to have it because we've got a health thing that we're facing. Or we have uh, caregiving responsibilities now because someone in our family needs our help in a special way. Or maybe you're advocating for the first time. Maybe you have a voice that is powerful in your situation, in your network, in your community, and people are gonna listen to your voice. And so you say to yourself and in your prayers with God, I need some courage to speak up on behalf of these people who don't have a voice. So we need courage in a multitude of ways in our life. It is a good principle to live by. It is a good faith principle to have. And so out of this uh, scripture passage that we read from 2 Timothy, I wanna pull out four things that are gonna help us find our courage in life. The first one is in verse five. Uh, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. So the first thing about courage is you need to stand on the shoulders of your ancestors. You can't do life on your own. And I'm not talking about ancestors that are connected to us by a bloodline or genetics. I mean, yes, that matters if you receive faith from, you know, uh, your family system. But think bigger than that. Who have you read about? Who have you heard speak, either in person or through a, a documentary or a TED Talk or, or some sort of resource? Who have you learned from? Who has taught you about faith? Stand on their shoulders. Learn from their stories. Life repeats itself. <laughs> and so learn from someone else who had faith as they went through it and stand on their shoulders. Faith will live in you. Courage will live in you when you practice this. The second thing is remember that other Christians are lifting you in prayer. 2 Timothy verse 3 says, I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. If we study prayer practices of other Christians around the world, we will find that they are praying for us just as much as we are praying for them it doesn't matter socioeconomic status, how many resources you have, how rich you are, how poor you are, how new to faith you are. Christians around the world are praying for other Christians, and that includes us. As your missions and outreach pastor, um, I get messages on email, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp daily our ministry partners are asking me, how is the congregation of Sheridan Lutheran Church doing? How are y'all doing during the pandemic? How are your ministries picking back up again? Has anyone gotten sick? How can we pray for you? Just as we remember them in prayer. 
Remember that there are Christians all around our globe in every single time zone. So that means every hour of the day, Christians are praying for Christians. So keep that in your heart. Let that give you a sense of courage. The third thing, rekindle your faith frequently. Verse six says, for this reason I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is written with, that is within you through the laying on of my hands. Fundamentally, faith is a relationship with a living God. We are caught up in the triune God relationship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The living God lives in and through us. And it's meant to be uh, enlivening and empowering, energizing, transforming. But let's be honest. Faith gets boring. We lose sight. We get busy. We skip a week of worship. We forget to pray before meals. Whatever it is, we lose the flame of our faith from time to time in short stretches and in really long stretches. And our relationship with God is unconditional. Sometimes we lose that, you know, we lose that flame in our hearts and then we think, oh, I really need to get back to that. Oh, I feel so bad that I lost track of that. Guess what, God doesn't care. God wants a living relationship with you and so, Pay attention to that. Rekindle faith in your heart. Take time to worship, pray, study scripture. Spend time in creation. Let God renew your soul. The fourth thing, verse seven, the verse that I began with. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Our God is a loving, empowering, freedom-sharing God. We do not have a trickster God who stands up in heaven and waits for us to screw up so that God can say, told you so. That God is a bully, and that is not our God. We have a God who says, I'm gonna lift you up, I'm gonna dust you off. I forgive you, I set you free. Now go out into the world and do the best with what you have. Have courage. God says to us, have standards that you keep for yourself, practice that self-discipline, keep yourself in check and be brave. I need you in the world. Have courage. Don't be a coward. Now we take these four uh, ways of having faithful courage out into the world and it helps us engage in difficult things in our reality. Now tomorrow is uh, historically in our nation Columbus Day. This is the day uh, where we mark Europeans' arrival in the Western Hemisphere. This was a victory for Europeans who were beginning to explore. And what was remembered as a successful moment in European-centered history 
was not remembered the same way with our indigenous brothers and sisters who inhabited this land before Columbus arrived. This landing that Columbus made in 1492 was driven by the doctrine of discovery, a Catholic doctrine that was authored 40 years before Columbus set sail. And it put forth a decree that any land that was inhabited by non-Christians was fair game for the Catholic Church and the European Empire. This movement was the beginning of the demise, let alone the genocide of indigenous peoples in this nation and in the South Americas. And so as we study this history and we have courage to face it and we see a fuller picture as we have in recent decades, we remember tomorrow not only as Columbus Day but also as Indigenous Peoples Day. This learning of history takes great faithful courage. And we need to work at it because it takes reconciliation, trusting that God will promise a new day, that we can look at our past and learn from it and continue to build relationships across cultures and peoples. And this is why a few years ago, um, our congregation and our folks in our congregation that works with, uh, works with missions and outreach, we discerned a call to, um, to reach out and be friends with indigenous peoples in our nation. And we connected with a ministry uh, of Pine Ridge Reconciliation Center, which is a ministry combining Lutherans and Lakota people in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. This is a courageous partnership where we work together, where we share ministries, where we share resources with one another and we lift each other up for the service that God has called us to do in this world. Now recently, uh, Pine Ridge Reconciliation Center uh, produced a video that tells a little bit more about their story. And so we are gonna hear from Pastor Dan Johnson who is actually gonna be with us here at Sheridan on Wednesday this week. And we're also gonna learn from Jamie and Virgil, both of whom are members of the Lakota uh, tribe and people. And we're gonna learn, let's learn a little bit about what the Reconciliation Center is doing these days. Greetings, I am Pastor Dan Johnson, director of the Lutheran Lakota Shared Ministries based here in Pine Ridge, South Dakota at the Pine Ridge Reconciliation Center. Before I came here three years ago on a J-term trip through school, I had no clue about the Native American issues. Three years later, I am here as the director and my life is completely changed because of my time here. It's been an incredible experience meeting new people, learning about new cultures, new customs, getting to know people on a deep level. It just completely changes my perspective on life in general. One of the things that the ministry here does is we feed the people. And that really makes my heart feel good that, you know, maybe we're even saving lives, you know, by feeding the people, because it feels real bad when you don't have enough food. And that's one of the, the things that the ministry has done for me is, you know, when I started working here, things were really tight and they helped me with food and it really helped my family a lot. 
What the Reconciliation Center is doing for our family is it's empowering a lot of people here. It's showing a lot of people that there is opportunity and that there is a somewhat of hope here amongst all of the poverty, amongst all the hard times and struggles here on the reservation. It, it, they employ people, you know, and they, they lift people up in ways that people need to be brought up. Without the support of all the churches locally and nationally, this place could not do the ministry it does. I just want to give a big thank you to all of our donors and everyone who's helped us along this path. Thank you so much. All of those that give so kindly from their heart. And in our Lakota territory here in Pine Ridge, we call it a Woshinapi, a gift from the heart. Knowing that I have people close by that I can count on for both support and for that uh, emotional support that you need in a ministry like this has been a uh, life-saving change for me. People of God, have good courage. Stand on the shoulders of your ancestors. Remember that you are being prayed for. Rekindle your faith frequently and receive God's spirit of power. Take time on Monday to remember our indigenous brothers and sisters and always have the courage to be reconciled to God and to others. Amen.